This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This is Megan and Stacy with another What We're Cooking and Eating Now episode just for you. In addition to our regular weekly episodes, twice a month, we give you a real-time rundown of what we're cooking and eating with our families. In each of these episodes, we'll walk you all the way through one recipe and then list five others. So all together, you get six easy weeknight dinners that we've tested. Usually we like them and our kids like them. Or we talk about what <laughs> we would do we share again. Ones. Or why yes, we'll never we... be cooking something again. <laughs> but the idea is that you can use this as inspiration for your meal plan for this week or next week right away. Like put it into action. We share all the links for the recipes that we mention in each of these episodes in our free community. You can join by going to didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. You do have to enter your email. It comes to us. We keep it private. We don't share it with anybody. And then like you have access to this community, a board, people asking questions. I saw that uh, someone was asking about how to use up a whole bunch of leftover smoked tri-tip the other day and everybody jumped in with ideas. It's a fabulous place to be. And then you also get links to all the recipes that we're going to mention. Yes, today. yes. And they're pinned. The, the document where they live is pinned right at the top of the community. So like you don't even have to go digging for it. It's super helpful. Okay, Stacey, the weather has like completely changed since the last time we did a What We're Cooking and Eating now. Completely. completely. Well, because it was funny, like in a few episodes, we've talked about how like I was cooking uh, more fall focused foods or more more fall feeling foods. And you were still like in the tail end of summer. So I'm wondering, does it feel like fall for you now and what's like what's the cooking mood in your house and what have you been cooking this week 
Yes, fall has arrived. So I have one thing that I'm going to mention that's like super fall forward, but I'm going to start with something that isn't necessarily like quintessential fall flavors, but is a nice, creamy, cozy pasta, which I think has fall vibes. And this is one that I'll walk you guys through. So I made jerk chicken pasta. Mm. You know, okay, so... I actually saw a recipe. I didn't follow it because I've made this before and it's really easy to riff. I'm going to walk you through how I do it. But I did see a recipe on the New York Times for Rasta pasta. Uh, New York City has a huge Jamaican population. So like we love going to get Jamaican food. And in lots of places, you know, it is called Rasta pasta. It's basically jerk chicken pasta. Some places you can get a vegetarian version. But I feel weird. Why? I think that's like... <laughs> Literally what we were talking about before recording, like the marketing of recipes, right? And and or like wellness stuff too is what we were specifically talking about. But I have one of those this week too. Like Rasta pasta is fun to say. It's easy marketing and like you kind of know what you're getting when you say that. So jerk chicken pasta. So I feel like if you're Jamaican and you call it Rasta pasta, that's fine. I, as a white lady, am just going to call mine jerk chicken pasta because that's okay, what see? it is. Not going to call it Rasta pasta. But I'm I'm actually sharing this because if you feel like you want a specific recipe, which for these episodes, if you haven't listened before, we tend to walk you through one thing that we think is easy enough for you to cook recipe free. So there won't be a link to this. But if you decide like, oh, that sounds really good. I need more specificity and you want to do a little bit of a Google search, you can look for jerk chicken pasta. You might want to also look for Rasta pasta because there are some Jamaican food bloggers and writers who will refer to it as Rasta pasta. So I felt like I needed to get okay. that. <laughs> but maybe okay. I didn't. I don't know. I just want to make sure people know how to find that it. That is so, perfect and lovely. And I'm sorry I sidetracked us with talking about marketing. We want okay. to know how to make it. So No, it is. It's marketing. Okay. So there are a couple of ways you can approach this. You can buy dry jerk seasoning, which is going to be a combination of like dry thyme and smoked paprika and like all this stuff, all these great dry spices. And it can be a rub. You can look up a jerk seasoning rub and create one. I prefer a wet jerk seasoning. And I like the brand Walkers. The one little note I'm going to say about Walkers, which, you know, I can provide a link to find it on Amazon. I can find it in my supermarket, but I don't know if that's because we have um, such a big Jamaican population in New York City. But Walker's has a mild jerk seasoning and then they have a spicy. And I'm just going to say mild Walker's is Jamaican mild. <laughs> like it is not super mild. Like it's got a little bite to it. So my family can tolerate it, but it's a little bit on the edge for Oliver. It's he loves the flavor. So he goes with it, but he's like, whoo, like the whole time while we were eating. He's like, huh. Mm. <laughs> Spicy. That reminds me of the time you spicy. put too much red pepper flake <laughs> in Instant Pot pasta. <laughs> and you tried to tell Oliver that it wasn't spicy. Lies. lies. Just Listen, lies. that's how you get him to the okay. spicy walkers jerk spice. <laughs> a little it's bit true. at a time. Yeah, you gotta build up the a tolerance. A little bit at a time. <laughs> a little bit at a time plus lies. 
So I take my jerk seasoning and I toss like I use chicken breast. I actually use chicken breast tenders this time. And I just toss it with a little bit of oil, a little bit of the jerk seasoning. It can be the dry or the wet. And I threw that into my air fryer while I cooked penne. I cook penne according to the package instructions, like cooking it like three minutes fewer than directed. I save a big mug full of water and then I drain my pasta. While the pasta is sitting in the colander, I go back to the emptied pot and I saute sliced red peppers, about three of them, an entire bunch of scallions, and a little bit more jerk seasoning. I just saute that up until the red peppers are just a little bit tender, a little bit soft. The scallions are fragrant. Then I add cream, heavy cream, some pasta cooking water, about a cup of it. And then I stir that up. That makes the sauce. I put the pasta back in. And then I add a load of grated Parmesan cheese. Take the chicken out of the air fryer, chop it up, throw it in, toss it all together, and we're done. It's delicious. For your family, which you have like three tall humans in addition to yourself who you're feeding, are you doing like one 16-ounce box of pasta and like a pound of chicken or like more chicken? Great question. So I do a pound of pasta, which if I don't have another like chickpeas or animal protein can is like on the mm-hmm. edge of being enough for us. But I air fried two pounds of chicken tenders. And I would say that I used about a pound and a half of chicken in the pasta. So there's like a lot of chicken and like three whole red peppers. So there's like a lot that's bulking the pasta up. And then we had like some chicken tenders left that I used to make like quesadillas as snacks one day. And I threw some in a salad for myself for lunch one day. Yeah. So that's how I used up the extra. So two pounds chicken, one pound pasta, a whole bunch of scallions, three red peppers, um, and then that Walker's jerk seasoning, a thing of cream. That's all you and need. And was this like the deli burgers where like you served this up to Isaac and he was like, yeah, I'd rather just have it at, as Rasta pasta at the restaurant or did they eat it up? No, they eat it. And Walker's is good shiz. <laughs> I love it. It has really great flavor. I feel like it has a little bit you know, like real jerk that's been like cooked in a smoker also has that smoky flavor to it. And like, you can't quite replicate that when you're just cooking at home in the with air jerk fryer. seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Walker's does have a little bit of smokiness to it. So it's great. And my kids grew up eating uh, like one of Isaac's first foods when he was young was jerk pork because our nanny of many years who we're still very close with Jenny is from Jamaica and Jenny will still to this day when she goes to Jamaica she'll bring jerk pork back or she used to have it FedEx to her from her family and then she would share jerk pork with Isaac yes. so it's like it. a little nostalgic for him too oh, I love that totally. so much it's a total comfort food it's a total comfort okay food. what else did you feed the fam this week Okay, so another thing that I made that I didn't think was going to be good, and Megan, it was so good. You made something, but you didn't think it was going to be good, or like you didn't think it was going to pass I did. Muster. Okay, let me explain. I thought it was going to be one of those light meals that I like that nobody else Fair. was going to like, and that it wasn't going to quite be enough or satisfying, or that like 
the sometimes the promise of these really easy meals, you're like, oh, this looks great. This is the kind of quick, easy meal I love. And then you eat it and you're like, this is just eggs on rice and it's yeah. kind of boring. And or or it feels like a snack. But Genevieve Co. and New York Times developed a recipe called toasted coconut rice with bok choy and fried eggs. So my kids are really into fried eggs on rice right now, but it's usually like the leftover rice that's steamed in the rice cooker and just some eggs. They break it up, soy sauce, chili crisp. It's a snack. It's not really dinner. But in this recipe, which we'll link to, you use coconut oil to make the coconutty rice. And at first I was like, "Mm, I want more coconut like I'm going to use coconut milk instead of water. And then like I ran out of coconut milk and I didn't realize either way I cooked it as written and it came out fantastic. And it is so convenient because you cook the rice and then you take the bok choy and green beans and you put it on top of the rice towards the end of cooking and cover the pot so that while the rice finishes cooking, the vegetables are steaming. And then you just fry a couple of eggs and you do it all together with a little bit of like whatever you want, chili crisp or soy sauce. It was so full of flavor and delicious. My kids were really into it. I was very surprised. My smile that no one else can see is like, this is like your 2020 version of Eric Kim's sheep ham bibimbap. Yes. <laughs> it's like a, fl- not yes. like that it's a replacement. Cause I know sometimes you still cook that, but like. It's all the things you love. It's like flavorful rice. There's a fried egg. There's like easy veggies. Uh, And here at least you're not getting the promise of like just using one sheet pan, but actually having to like fry eggs or cook beef separately. You're like just really using two pans. So I I kind of love that. Okay. What else did you cook? Okay. Last thing. Okay. I like this. It's it's not controversial at all. I just want to stir the pot. I had some plums from the last time I was at the country, which was like a week and a half before I cooked it. I got plums they from the farm. It was great. And they were like really about to go. It was time to use the plums. I thought I was going to bake something. So I went on to New York Times cooking and I just looked up plums and a recipe from Allison Roman came up. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, do I cook Allison Roman recipes anymore? <laughs> I do. I'm just joking. But I it it's a recipe called pork chops with salted plums that looked really easy. And I was like, oh, this looks great. I ended up adapting the recipe a little bit. Instead of doing pork chops, I bought pork loins that I just rubbed with salt, pepper, a little bit of uh, grainy mustard and olive oil. And I put those in the air fryer. And then I mixed up the plum mixture that she calls for, which is a l- heavy on red onions and these plums that are cut up and you salt them and they're tangy because of like vinegar or lime. I can't remember. I think rice wine vinegar is what it is. Either way, her recipe calls for cooking the pork chops and then adding the plums to the pan while the pork chops are resting just so they get like a tiny bit of heat. I didn't even do that. I literally took the pork loins out of the air fryer And I took the plums and onions that I let sit for a little while, but because there was high acidic like content in the mixture, the plums softened and the red onion softened and I skipped putting them on the heat and everybody really liked it. It was great. So that's a little like variation if you want to cook it that way, or you can cook it as is. The flavors were I have to ask two clarifying questions. One is 
did you use pork loin or pork tenderloin? Because I think that those two sometimes get intermixed and like they're they different. do. Yeah, great. Tenderloin. tenderloin, which are like the longer, smaller, yes. quick cooking. We love those for weeknight meals. And then pork loin, there's an actually an interesting conversation in the listeners group about that as a way that someone saves money. They like buy an actual pork loin and slice it into chops or like use it um, cut up when they need pork because it's relatively inexpensive. And then the second thing yes, I feel totally. like we should clarify on is like why you wouldn't. Like, I feel like it's like insider baseball of why you wouldn't cook oh, an Allison, Allison Roman, Roman recipe, <laughs> especially if someone's new to Didn't I Just Feed You. She was canceled. No, she really was. I don't know. She was like, uh, she went viral for, I don't even remember now, but it was something that was a recipe similar to the stew. I was going to say it was doll, but it wasn't doll. It was a chickpea stew. And basically, like, everybody was like, this is a... It's whitewashing. Like a traditional yeah. South Asian chickpea stew. Like, why didn't you call it what it is? Yes, they accused her of whitewashing. And I think for me, the bigger problem was how she handled yeah. herself afterwards. That she just seemed to have a really hard time coming to grips with that. And I think actually the stew went viral and that was one thing. But didn't she really... Didn't we go back to the stew once she said something about Chrissy yeah, Teigen? Yeah, it was Chrissy Teigen and also another um, Asian-American, Marie Kondo, maybe. She, like, insulted both of them in an interview. Um, and it was just interesting how she sort of, like, co-ops that, like, cultures and turns them into, like, more Americanized, more air quotes approachable recipes, but then, like, also insulted these other women in an interview. So we don't have to get in and tell that. All right, go. I think you should start with. <laughs> Let me start. You know what recipe I think you should start with. <laughs> AKA Taco yes. Pockets. We had this whole funny little conversation before we started recording. And it's funny because I did not know you were going to bring up Rasta pasta. And then I was like, wait, this is like the same thing. You're like, I'm going to call it jerk chicken pasta. Uh, whereas like, I still want to honor it as a pupusa recipe, even though I couldn't find chorizo. And so I ended up using like taco meat and I totally told my kids that it was taco pockets. And then I feel so dumb that I told them that, but it's like, it's marketing. I was trying to get them to enjoy it. I've made arepas so many times. This is one of those recipes. I wrote an arepas recipe for the kitchen.com before I knew better than to say, no, I should not be writing this. But I've never made pupusas. And I think of them, like, I think you've mentioned them in other episodes before. And I've been like, oh, that's too, like, too much effort for a weeknight. Mm -hmm. But then the yeah. girl dads shared a video of, like, them making pupusas. And I was like, oh, those two idiots can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Mark and Faye. I love you so much. Um, then I, that, so I made them. At, but I couldn't find Mexican chorizo. Just in my, like, one grocery store I stopped at. Yeah. Um, I know I found it before without having to like specialty order it or anything. I feel like in Boise it was more available. But anyways, so use ground meat. I did like tacos-ish seasoning on it and just did like a one-time batch. And they were really good. My family really enjoyed them. And Brian wanted peppers and onions and I didn't want to do like a whole separate veg for the kids. So I did like peppers and onions and green beans as a little saute on the side. Are you going to link to the Grill Dad's I will version? I link to the Grill Dad's version. Okay. 
I also have seen like Simply Recipes has published one this week, and I feel like that is truly uh, correctly sourced. So maybe we'll share that one as well. But they're very, I mean, there's kind of, it's like equal parts the masa harina water and salt to make the dough and then it's really just like technique and filling that make them distinct and that okay so then another thing i made this week and this is like a little bit reminding me of the like plum pork loin recipe where it's like mm-hmm. you there was like kind of several components and maybe it sounded like a lot of dishes i made from southern living i like legitimately pulled the sheet out of the magazine sheet pan broccoli and chicken casserole you know like the cheesy rice that sort of like classic cheesy rice chicken broccoli casserole it was like that yeah. with the promise of being even better uh because you made it in a sheet pan so it was like a better ratio of like Ooh, crispy that's so smart it was a huge pain in the ass <laughs> i think the idea is that you like use leftover rice which i didn't have so like i cooked rice and like you're supposed to use roti- ro- rotisserie chicken but like i had chicken breasts that needed to be used up so i cooked the chicken breast separately and then it's like you i mixed all the things together in the skillet like the rice and the broccoli and all that and like then i still had to pour it into the sheet pan and like dirty sheet pan and i was just like oh my god God, this is so dumb i will probably make it again because it was really delicious but i just need to like either have like some success boil in bag rice or leftover rice and like actually buy the rotisserie chicken that's one of those things where i was like like looked at the recipe and was like, oh, I'll get the stuff to make this. And then later was like, oh, actually, like I got chicken and I got rice, but like I didn't really read through the recipe. Got it. Oh, wait, I have to say before you tell us your third, for the record, the pork loin, the pork tenderloin and sweet and tangy plums was actually not a lot of dishes at all. It was really Maybe it was easy. more the like, well, one, I think anytime you dirty the air fryer is like a little bit more labor because it's like a little bit harder. To oh, clean. my gosh. Really? My air fryers on nonstick. My air fryer is the easiest thing to clean. Okay. I like love it. Every time I cook things in the air fryer when I want easy cleanup. Okay. See, I, that's like a weird, like maybe it's like a weird mental block for me, but there was, but all that to say, I made a lot of dishes with this one. Okay. I wasn't trying to drag any of your recipes, but there was something you were explaining and I was like, oh, that sounds like you dirtied like several pots, but no, definitely not. But yes. It does sound like that with the sheep and broccoli. Yes, so many. And also, I'm saying, I want to be clear that it's like, it's the way I made it, not how the recipe is written specifically. So we will link to it. Because I think that there is is a, like, effort-reward ratio of, like, the crispy breadcrumbs and Parmesan that you put on top that's really good. And it's, like, all those, like, creamy rice and cheese and broccoli. So good. Okay, what's the last thing you made? Last thing I made was... I had leftovers of our five can chili, which is a recipe we just published for our recipe subscribers. And so I made jacket potatoes, which are basically just like baked potatoes, but you bake them at a lower temperature for longer. And so they get really fluffy inside and really crispy on the outside. And we had like baked potatoes with chili, which I just want to like be really clear. I love that. Brian loves that. But our kids basically eat like the baked potato separate and then like a little bowl of chili on the side like they're they're not down with the combo and like all this stuff on top they want it like buttered baked potato plain broccoli chili chili no cheese even i don't know what is um, have i not taught my kids properly how to eat chili i don't know (laughs) 
I, that's how I felt for years when my kids didn't like macaroni and cheese. I was like, I have clearly failed. Anyway, that sounds delicious. We've gone way over our 15 minutes this week, but hopefully there's a lot of ideas and you have a lot of detail. So I'm going to take us right out if that's okay with you. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. You guys, this bi-monthly series is thanks in part to the generous support of our Didn't I Just Feed You supporting membership. A huge shout out to them. We love you guys. You can find out more about becoming a supporting member at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. And if it's not the right time for you, then just don't worry. Like just listening supports us too. Yeah, you can always leave a rating and a review uh, wherever you listen. A huge thank you also to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. Thanks for listening. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next time. 